This episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines. One of the most underrated parts of a trip is that flight home. And that's why Delta Airlines tries to make you feel at home long before you even get there. Now, for somebody like me that's a homebody, feeling at home in the air is very valuable to me. And I love to curate that comfortable experience. And what I love about Delta is they have over a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment. They have Wi-Fi so I can do anything else that I want to do on my devices. They have great food and drink, and it just creates a positive end to my trip. They have fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members, more than a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment, and they have premium food options and beverages like herbal teas, cold brew, sparkling wine, and more. All of the comforts that you'll find at home, you can find in a flight experience that feels made just for you. You may not be home yet, but Delta Airlines helps you feel a little bit more like it. Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. This episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast is brought to you by the Blessed and Bossed Up Society. If you've ever felt alone in your journey and wanted to be around women who get it, women who love God and are about their business, Blessed and Bossed Up Society is for you. This membership community gives you a ton of resources from myself as well as outside experts to help you grow in your faith and your business. To learn more, visit www.blessedandbossedup.com community. Again, that's blessedandbossedup.com community. Let's start the show. You are listening to Blessed and Bossed Up presented by Anchored Media an entrepreneurship podcast for Christians all about how to make God the CEO of your business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, but well-equipped to live and build your destiny his way. Welcome to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. Thank you, everyone, for your posts, your kind words, your DMs about the sermon that I posted last week. It's funny because I, I uh, for the longest, I never listened back to podcast episodes. After I finished editing them and mastering the, mastering the sound, I would kind of skim through them to make sure it wasn't any like um, audio issues. But I never just... I, I stopped kind of sitting and listening back from a listener standpoint. And the reason why I did that, it was like a defense mechanism because I was so I was in such a state of uncertainty, you know, really walking by faith, really just saying yes to God when nothing was making sense to me and just being obedient to the things that he said. So I was in that place. And then I'm also the type of person who likes to do things in excellence. Like I like to to do things in a certain way or at a certain caliber. And because of that, I knew that because of my uncertainty and because of my desire to do things well all the time, my overachieving nature, I I had to stop myself from listening back to podcasts because what would happen is I would nitpick myself to death. Oh, Tatum, you did that wrong. You said that word wrong. This came out wrong. You should have did this or you should have did that. And that would just lead me to either not doing it again or doing too much to where the rawness was out of it. You know, one of the biggest things for me when it comes to anything that I do is that I'm led by the Holy Spirit and that's it. 
I have to pray before I speak. I pray before I create content. I pray before I do anything because I like to make sure that my flesh is in check, that I decrease myself 100% so that God can be increased in me and so that his will will be done in our mind. And um, so, yeah, listening back to podcasts was like um, a way for me to make sure that I don't overthink myself out of what God is trying to do through me. But listening back to the sermon, I just was smiling the whole time because I could just hear in my voice the genuine desire to please God and the genuine love and reverence I have for him and my desire to ignite something in everybody that's attached to me for them to love God that way and for them to seek him for themselves and on behalf of their lives and businesses and things like that. But now, um, but I was also smiling because I could hear that pure faith. I'm walking by faith and not by sight in my voice. But now I have like a new confidence to go along with it. And the confidence that I have now is only a result of saying yes to God so many times. To saying yes to God and the things that you guys will never know about. The saying yes to God when it's just me and him. Making the right decisions when God says Tatum, I need you to be sober and vigilant for a year. Don't have any alcohol, giving it up cold turkey, not even wine or anything like giving, giving it up cold turkey for a whole year because God says so. When God said, Tatum, I need you to fast for a day, every single uh, day, a week for a year. For me saying, okay, and never fasting before, but turning down my plate and not eating anything from six, from six to six for a week, uh, for a day, a week, for an entire year. Or God saying, Tatum, change your whole entire podcast. And now it's going to be about teaching people how to fall in love with me and make me the CEO of their businesses as opposed to what you were talking about before. Me saying, God, this makes zero sense, but okay. Or God saying, Tatum, shut down everything that you was doing before and now only do the things that I tell you to do. Okay, God, whatever you say. The confidence that I have now I've had the boldness because I said all these yeses, but the confidence that I have now, the I guess the kind of swag about it that I have now is only here because I say yes to God so many times. And I feel led to talk about this right now. This ain't even what we're talking about. Well, it kind of relates to the, what we're talking about today. But the reason why I want to say this, because it's a lot of you who are who don't have the confidence and you're causing that to keep you stuck as opposed to just saying yes to God. You're allowing the enemy to amplify the self-doubt or amplify the fact that you're unqualified to keep you from walking in the things of God. You don't need to be qualified if you're called. God will qualify you. It's, it's a reason why you don't have the degree, the experience or whatever to do what he's called you to do, because he's trying to show uh, the favor that's on your life. He's trying to show you who he is. He's trying to make you understand that he is God and with him, all things are possible. That if his hand, that because his hand is on your life, amazing, because of who he saw before he formed you in your mother's womb, amazing things are going to happen for you. You don't have to know it all. A lot of us have this know-it-all spirit where we feel like if we don't got the education, if we don't know everything we're supposed to know, if we haven't done everything right up until now, that somehow that disqualifies us from the goodness of God, and that's not true. Don't allow your confidence, your lack of confidence to keep you stuck. Matter of fact, get your confidence out of yourself and put your confidence in God. 
Because with him, all things are possible. By yourself, you might lack a little bit. But it's it's good that you're lacking by yourself because now you have, now you'll be able to understand the magnitude of who God is. Now you'll be able to know, like, what was I even doing all of this time without God? This is what I'm able to do with him. Like, when I look at the the impact that I have now, like, it's crazy. I, I always wanted to help people, but I didn't realize the magnitude of impact I could make if by just allowing God's will to be done in my life and not my own. My own ideas were so small compared to what he wanted to do through me. And your ideas are small compared to what God wants to do through you. The world needs what he's placed on it inside of you. So don't allow your uncertainty and where the path will take to cause you to not say yes, or don't let your lack of confidence or feeling of unqualified being unqualified cause you to not say yes to God. And what's, what's funny is we talk about this uncertainty thing a lot. Like I'm walking by faith, so I don't know where I'm going, but with me, that uncertainty led me to dive deeper into the scriptures. And through the scriptures, I realized like, oh, wow, because I'm saying yes to God, that means that all things are going to work out for my good. Wow, I'm saying yes to God. That means everything I'm touching is going to prosper. Wow, I'm I'm saying yes to God. That means no matter what I do, as long as I'm in alignment with him, I'm going to be successful. Man, that's awesome. Now it's a, it, it allows me to be a little bit more comfortable and confident because, again, I'm taking my confidence out of myself and I'm placing my confidence in him. And so listening back to that sermon, it just really warms my heart because I know the place I was in and I know the the level of trust. I was in that place around that time. And to, honestly, all of last year, like in Genesis, it talks about how um, God told Abraham to leave his entire family and go to the country that he was going to tell him to go to, like pack up everything, leave everybody and just go here. Like, trust me and just just leave everything and do what I say. And so I relate to that story so much because it's the same as mine. Like I was, I got into entrepreneurship doing one thing and I kind of pivoted into doing um, other things and trying to, to get my foot wet because I knew I was called to be an entrepreneur. I knew that the nine to five life was not for me. Um, but I, I wanted to be successful so bad. And so, and when I started growing in my relationship with God and he started telling me, Tatum, shut that down and just do what I tell you to do. Or Tatum, leave your job before I was ready to. Tatum, leave your job and, and come out here and just trust me and do what I tell you to do. I identify so much with Abraham because that's a we read these Bible stories a lot of times, but we got to sit and think about how that must have felt. Because if we if we read these stories and we think about how they felt, we can be able to then connect with what's going on. That was a trust thing. When um, Abraham finally got his son, Isaac, and God told him to sacrifice his son that he that he wanted so bad for him as a test to see if he was going to really trust him. That's you got to think about how he felt and you got to think about how much trust you got to have in God to where you'll give up the very thing you've been praying for for your entire life just to please him. That's we got to really put ourselves in these shoes. And that's how that's personally how I read the Bible. I like to put myself in a situation because then it allows me to pull so many messages from it and pull so many gems from it. But, yeah, there are a lot of you who are not trusting God. And that's really what it boils down to. You are allowing the fact that you don't know how it's going to turn out 
to make you feel or to keep you stagnant. You're allowing your lack of confidence in yourself to be able to accomplish this big vision that he's giving you to keep you stuck, to keep you from moving forward. So it's my goal that through this podcast, through you following me or whatever, that you get that boldness. And so when I was praying for today's episode, um, well, I actually wasn't even praying for today's episode. I was just praying, period, and, and spending time with God. And um, God told me on today's episode to, and the title of this is going to be called Speak the Name. Speak the Name. And what God wanted me to share with you guys is, is, is so important for us to stop being cute about this faith thing. For us to stop being cute about making God the CEO of your business. Like I know it was, it's cute. Yeah, a lot of y'all like that. I said, I'm saved and not soft. Like that's cute, but you acting real soft though. You know, that's, it's cute to say God is the CEO, but you really out here trying to do things in your own strength. Like we have to tap into a new level of boldness as believers, especially as entrepreneurs, because we're creating businesses that, hopefully are solving problems and impacting people's lives. So your boldness is not just about you. It's about those who are connected to the assignment on your life. It's about those who are going to come in contact with your business, with your books, with your ministry, with your services, with your products. It's about them. So we have to make sure that we're bold so that the fullness that we have in God, so that everything that he has filled us up with is able to spill over to those who are connected with us. And I believe above everything, today's podcast is a warning call, a warning call to for us to speak the name. That's why it's the title of the show, Speak the Name. There are a lot of us who are trying to press into the things of God this year, this month, today. There are a lot of us who are trying to press through, but in order for us to be able to really break that glass ceiling or receive everything that God has for us, we have to be more bold. We can no longer just go with the wind or go with the flow or or approach the things of God in a timid nature. There's too much riding on our obedience. So we got to get bold. So when I say speak the name, I mean, speak the name of Jesus, Jesus Christ. As believers, the first part of being bold is you got to get clear. There's no gray area. There's no lukewarm. As believers, we believe in Jesus. When we get saved, we believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins. But there's so many people, some of them aren't of God, but some of you guys listening to this show who talk about God in your whatever it is you do, maybe social media, whatever. There's a lot of you who talk about God, but you don't mention Jesus. What's what's going on? There are a lot of people who I even got an email recently for this show and somebody um, I get pitched all the time for people to get um, their clients or whomever as guests on this podcast. And so while we're there, I don't have guests on the podcast whose characters I can't vouch for. I just want to be very clear. If I don't know you, if I don't have a connection with you in some type of way where I can vouch for your character or if God hasn't placed you in my heart to be a part of this show, it's not happening. And I don't mean to come off aggressive. I'm just, you know, excited right now or um, passionate about this topic. Don't email me. I'm not. It's, it's not going to happen. But I got an email um, recently and somebody was giving their usual pitch. And I read them because honestly, sometimes it's amusing. 
sometimes it's amusing how y'all really be paying these publicists to be sending out these trash pitches. Like, seriously. Stuff be spelt wrong. You trying to get your client on the show, but don't even have no show suggestions or, like, you listen, y'all better stop paying these publicists for these trash pitches. But anyway, um, somebody emailed me and was like, this, I believe my client such and such would be a perfect fit for your show. And they go through the whole bio and a part of the person's thing or whatever it is they, that they do is like tarot card reading and things like that. And I was like, I was offended. Cause I was like, am I doing something wrong to where you think that this was okay? That you think that I believe in this, that you like, you told me that you think that this person is a good fit for my show, but you telling me this person is into these witchcraft practices. What's going on? Like I had to do an internal check within myself. Like, am I not being bold enough about what I believe in? Have I not made it clear I believe in Jesus? Have I not made it clear that I do not believe in these new age practices? If so, God forgive me. (laughs) But if I haven't said it yet on this show, I don't believe in these new age practices. Ain't no crystals, ain't no sage, ain't no new age books anymore in my house. Ain't none of that happening. If I want to clear the energy in my house, I ain't burning no herbs. I'm pleading the blood. I'm writing down my scriptures. I got a warfare strategy uh, based on God's word where I'm declaring and decreeing things over my life, where I'm going into war in the spirit for my life. If there's something I want to get done, I'm fasting and praying. Ain't nobody going to the storm by no rocks. And there's so many people out here, especially in this entrepreneurial world, who we're allowing ourselves to be students under that's feeding us this foolishness. Everything that's negative or hurts isn't always the enemy. And everything that's all light and peace and love is not always God. You got to be very clear. You have to have your discernment up. But a lot of us believers, we've taken out the responsibility of being a believer, Or a lot of us who say we love God and our entrepreneurs have taken out the responsibility of protecting God's business. You're hiring, you're opening up the door for snakes to get into the thing that you're asking God to bless. You're hiring coaches who don't believe in the same God you believe in. They're teaching you new age principles, not scriptures. We have to to be bold and we have to get out the gray area. We have to speak the name. If somebody is telling you that they believe in God and they're a, a person of faith, ask them, do they believe in Jesus Christ? I'm not saying that you can't learn from people who aren't Christians, but what I'm saying is you gotta protect God's business. You gotta protect your heart. The eyes and the ears are the gateway to the heart. So you got to make sure that what you're letting in is not uh, polluting your heart. If you're letting something in that is teaching you to do something that's contrary to the word of God, you're out of order. So as, 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 as women, as entrepreneurs, as men, as men who listen to the show, as people who are making God the CEO of our business, we have to do better. We have to, to, in order to be bold, We have to get out of the gray area and be very clear. And in the way that you do that is you understand that there are a lot of counterfeits. There are a lot of counterfeits and everybody is not believing the same God that you're believing in. So I want you guys to just do a little inventory right now on your influences. Because it's so much that the Bible says that the enemy walks around like a, a, a roaring lion seeking whom he, can, whom he can devour. The Bible says to be sober and be vigilant 
to be watchful, to be of clear mind. So we have to be sober and vigilant about our influences. We're not fighting a fleshly fight. We're fighting a a spiritual battle at all times. So we got to make sure that we equip ourselves with the armor of God every single day, especially when it comes to these businesses. We have to have a a responsibility when other people's destinies are attached to us. And a lot of times I talk about the responsibility of making sure that we say yes to God or making sure we birth the things that he has put on the inside of us so that other people can get saved or so that we can impact other people. But in addition to that, we have to be responsible in how we birth it responsible in the things we put out one of the things God told me this year he said Tatum he took me to Jeremiah he said just like I put my hand on Jeremiah's mouth and I told him to speak the things that I say this year you need to do the same thing I'm putting my hand over your mouth speak the things that I tell you to speak and I said, okay, God. So what that means is that's a new level of responsibility that, that he's told me to have in my business. So that means when I hit record on this podcast and I open my mouth, I'm not speaking with my thoughts and my opinions. I'm speaking what me and God have talked about in private. It's not about what I think. It's about what God needs me to do. So after you say yes to God, after you've given birth, after you've gotten in alignment with your assignment, all these podcast episodes we've did did before, now it's time to be responsible. And you need to be responsible even while you're doing those things too. So for those of you who still are getting things together or um, in that stage where you're building up the things that God has put on the inside of you, be responsible with your platforms. If you are leading people to God, make sure you're leading them to God through Jesus, his son, the one he sent on, uh, who he sent to die on the cross for our sins. Be very clear and, and, and clear away from those who are not feeding you scripture, who are not feeding you the things of God. Because these counterfeits going to get you caught up. Don't let the counterfeits get you caught up in the things of this world. We do not walk by, by sight, you guys. We walk by faith. We are, we, are, we are in the world, but we are not of this world. So it's important that you understand that as you build these businesses and these platforms. We talk a lot about getting out of your own way, and this is a part of it. You can't build a kingdom business on worldly principles. You got to make sure that if you say that this is God's business, this is really God's business. Uh, and and <laughs> what keeps a lot of us from really building the the businesses off of, of kingdom principles is because we don't know the kingdom principles. So that's another thing about being bold is we got to stop being lazy Christians. Get into the Bible, figure out the scripture. Like it's too many resources to figure stuff out for you to still not know what the Bible says. The Bible is a real big, really, really big, thick book with a lot of stuff in it. But you got to dive into it. You don't got to know it front to back tomorrow, but you have to commit to doing the things of God. And you don't. And I think a lot of us feel like we got to be perfect. And I talked about this in my sermon to where um, I felt like for a long time I had to just check off this Christian handbook and God just needed my heart. And in giving God my heart, I was able to grow. I was able to learn. I do not know everything. But I do know that I love God. I do know that I know how to hear from God. I do know that I'm obedient to God. And I do know that I'm going to do the things that he tells me to do. Even when the world may not understand what it is that I'm doing, I'm going to do it anyway. And so it's important for us as women of God or men of God who are building platforms to learn the word so that we can build them through kingdom principles and get bold about it. 
There's so much darkness in the world. We don't have time to be timid Christians. I mean, they got this law in New York that is crazy to me that you can abort a baby full term. That is murder. That is murder. And they celebrate it as if it's okay. And it just, it crushes my heart that the only thing I can do is just pray for the world because it's, it's heartbreaking. And there are, oh, there are a lot of you who are killing your babies full term. What? Mm. There are a lot of you who God has given you everything. God has developed the baby's hearing. God is developing. I hope you get that I'm talking about your business. God has developed the hearing. God has developed the fingernails. God has developed the skin. The hair is growing. The heart is is beating. It can hear. It can smell. It's ready to just for you to just push and you killing it. Because you're not pressing into God and what he wants you to do. The enemy is getting you to abort your baby when God wants you to push it out. So it, it Oh my gosh, it's so important, you guys, for us to be bold, for us to guard our hearts, for us to make sure we're aligning with kingdom principles and not letting counterfeit people slip in because they're using God and we're not checking them about the specifics. We're being ignorant to the strategies of the devil because we're not opening our Bibles. We're allowing ourselves to be spiritually manipulated by these false prophets Because we haven't spent time enough with God to increase our discernment, to know when somebody is not of God that is trying to use his name in vain. When we're allowing church hurt or people that we didn't have the discernment to to see that they were a counterfeit cause us to walk away from the things of God. When God was saying you never needed a middleman, you should have just came to me. I would have told you. In this season, you guys, as you're, as you're building up these businesses and things, it's so important that you exercise discernment. It's so important that you quiet down and press in. Quiet down meaning you don't got to be arguing with everybody on social media about every trending topic all the time. It's noisy and distracting from what God is trying to talk to you about. When I say press in, I mean spend some quiet time with God, read the Bible, get to know him. The same way you would seek to get to know somebody like you were, let's say you were, it was somebody you were interested in dating or whatever. You know, as, as women, we go on the full FBI search. So the same way when you're trying to figure something out, you will attack that with the, with all of this uh, passion and vigor. Do the same thing when it comes to your faith and your relationship with God. Quiet down with all the mundane subjects and press in. Press into God, get to know him, throw yourself into the things of him, open up your Bibles, read your your Bibles, find different books that teach you how to hear from God that that are from kingdom people who are really doing the works of God. If you need a book recommendation, you can get my book, Blessed and Bossed Up, Surrendering Your Ambition So God Can Have His Way. It's on Amazon. Just search my name. Um, I'll put the link in the show notes as well. But just finding different books and things that speak to your situation. But it's important, again, that we silence ourselves. Be quiet. Be quiet and press into God so he can show you what you need to do to give birth. So he could show you what you need to do to break that glass, that glass ceiling that's been holding you back thus far. 
And the last thing that I wanted to cover about being bold is that it is so important to pray and seek God for yourself. And going back to discernment for a second, it's important for you to note as well that the enemy brings people in opportunities. So just because you've been praying and hoping for something for so long and it got there, that don't mean that that's from God. So you need to make sure that you're pressing in enough that you're praying for the heightened discernment enough to where you'll be able to know like, oh, this is a counterfeit. We don't need any counterfeits in God's business. We don't need any snakes in the form of employees or clients or customers. We don't need counterfeit opportunities that come with large dollar amounts that's actually going to do more harm than good. It's important that we that we press into God so that we can be able to identify the things that are of him. And then, again, the last thing I wanted to say is important for you guys to learn it and pray and seek God for yourself. For yourself, any person that you're following as a leader that's not directing you back to the scripture and not directing you back to God, that's not directing you on things to do that doesn't involve them is probably a counterfeit. They're probably prideful. So it's my responsibility to remind you to pray and seek God for yourself. And in and, the and Blessing and Bossed Up Society right now, if you're not a part, you, I, you honestly need to get a part. Um, go to blessingbossedup.com slash community to learn all about it. I'll put the link in the show notes and all of that. But this community, we've been talking about praying lately, right? And before... I read this book fervent by Priscilla Shirer. I'll put the link to the comment, the the link to um, that book as well in the show notes. But before I read that book, I didn't understand the power of prayer. Like people who are like spirit, more spiritually mature than me that I look up to and things like that. They always tell me, Tatum, you got to pray, pray, pray. And for the longest, I was like, okay, but I never knew like details. I'm a detailed person. Like if you tell me to pray, I was taught to say God is grace, God is good before uh before I ate. Like I don't know about these prayers that y'all talking about that changes things. And so reading this book, it really helped me um craft warfare prayers, really know how to claim things that God has for me. And so um I read this book last year and for the December book pick for Blessed and Bossed Up Society, we read this book together and I read it again. And so as we were reading that book, God revealed to me this Bible study that we need to do that is an excellent follow-up to the book. And we're actually going to be doing that together. Um, We're actually going to be doing that together starting, what's today? Monday. So we're going to be doing it actually starting today. So if you are not a part of Blessed and Bossed Up Society, I suggest that you join um, this Bible study is amazing. Um, and just having a community of people who understand what it means to really press into the things of God or who genuinely want to seek God and need support, I suggest you join the group. It's phenomenal. And I'm not just saying that um, to get you to join, but it's genuinely a phenomenal group. But back to my point, we have to learn to pray and seek God for yourself. First Thessalonians 5 and 17 says, never stop praying. James, I love this scripture, James 15 through 15, 16 through 18 says, make this your common practice. And this is in the message version. It says, make this your common practice, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you can live together whole and heal. The prayer of a person living right with God is something powerful to be reckoned with. Elijah, for instance, humans just like us, 
or excuse me, Elijah, for instance, human, just like us, prayed hard that it wouldn't rain and it didn't. Not a drop for three and a half years. Then he prayed that it would rain and it did. The showers came and everything started growing again. And this same scripture in the uh, NIV version says, therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. And I love both of these translations because it just shows that prayer changes things. And in the key words in this, though, it says like for the message version, it says Elijah prayed hard. Fervent means to be strategic, to be passionate, to be intentional about your prayer. The first Thessalonians says never stop praying. So God has given us the tool, the strategy to, to for things to happen in our lives. The, the, the NIV version of the James 5 and 16 says the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. It's so important that we get on our face before God. It's so important that we get on our face before God for ourselves. In Matthew 6, starting at verse 5, it says, When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth. That is all the reward they will ever get. But when you pray, go away by yourself. Not on Instagram. Not on Facebook Live. Not on FaceTime, but when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you and pray to your father in private. Then your father who sees everything will reward you. When you pray, don't babble on and on as the Gentiles do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words over, um, repeating their words again and again. Don't be like them for your father knows exactly what you need before you even ask him. So this is a, these are very clear instructions about how to pray. And this is in red in the Bible. So you know what that means. So it's so important, you guys, that we seek God for ourselves, that we go away by ourselves, shut the door behind us and pray for our father in private. That's the way that you get bold because in prayer is where things happen and prayer is where things start to change and prayer is when you'll start to see those victories and seeking God for yourself and getting those strategies and prayer and spending time with him and then implementing those in your business is when you'll start to see the increase that's what it means to make God the CEO it doesn't mean take everybody's Instagram course it means get on your face before the Lord and ask him how to execute the idea that he placed on the inside of you that's what that means And that's what we have to do. That's how we get bold because we know what God said in our private time. So what somebody else says doesn't mean anything to me because I know what God told me. That means that it doesn't matter what I see. I know what he said. And that's what I'm going to operate in. That's where my boldness comes from. That's where my confidence comes from. The God who loves me more than anybody in in this world, not in this world, ever created, ever lived. He loves me more than anything. So I'm going to go with him. The one who sent his only son, Jesus Christ, to die on a cross for, for my sins. That's where my boldness comes from. And as believers, we have to get that same boldness, especially as entrepreneurs, people who are birthing things of God. Even if it's not a business, but ministries, ideas, books, it might be a new club on your job. It doesn't matter. But we have to be bold about it. We got to speak the name. We have to be very clear. So that's all I got to say for today. I'm going to answer some questions and then we're going to be done.
This episode is brought to you by the Blessed and Bossed Up Society, the first ever online community that provides you with the tools and resources you need to grow your faith and your business. If you ever felt alone in your journey and wanted to be around women who get it, women who love God and are about their business, then Blessed and Bossed Up Society is for you. Each month, we have a different series topic consisting of two live sessions, one about faith and one about business. We also have weekly prayer calls, devotionals, quarterly challenges, corporate fasts, and my favorite, accountability to getting everything done. Each month, we will have expert guests come in to conduct our business masterclass. And I'm bringing in people that you will have to pay over 10 times the price of your membership to even have a conversation with them. Some of our topics include going from employee to full-time entrepreneur, how to diversify your revenue stream so that you're making money in your sleep, how to balance it all without becoming overwhelmed, and so, so, so many more amazing topics. I'm so excited about this community, you guys, because it is exactly what I needed when I felt so lost and stuck in my faith and my business. Registration is open right now. So go to www.blessedandbossedup.com slash community. Again, that's www.blessedandbossedup.com slash community. I hope to see you there. I can't wait to pour into you and help you grow into everything that God has for you. Again, www.blessedandbossedup.com slash community. Let's get back to the show. Okay, let's answer some questions. This question says, hi, Tatum. So I'm new to your podcast. Prior to listening to you for the first time last night, I felt my emotions from a past relationship start to tell me negative things. I became sad. So I decided to say a really deep and thoughtful prayer to God. I really, 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 she has in all caps, want my husband. I just turned 24 this past December and I moved to New York City from Michigan last year of November. Now that I'm living in NYC, which since I was eight years old, God placed this location in me. For what reason? I do not know. I'm wondering what's next. All I've ever prayed for and hoped for was to move to New York and and find my husband and have children. Pretty simple, right? Anyway, after my prayer, something told me to open up my podcast app, and in my recommendations for black women, I found your podcast. The very first episode I listened to was what to do when a prayer wasn't answered. Clearly a sign. You spoke on doing what you were supposed to be doing and then meeting your husband. Sometimes I think I have to step outside of who or what I am to find my husband, but that specific episode gave me hope. I'm hoping that you can make another episode specifically related to successful young black women who want to be married. The black women who have a hard time dating and finding their husbands. Please consider this. Congratulations on your wedding and all these nice things. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So it's, it's funny to me how like, out of that whole episode, what you got was the part where I met my husband. And it really just speaks to a lot of people talk about um, how like they struggle with hearing from God and things like that. And I talk a lot about like the noise and um, not only just external noise, meaning being busy or all the things that you got going on is preventing you from hearing from God. But I like to talk about the internal noise as well. And a lot of times the internal noise is our own desires 
and things of that nature and wants and all of that that's preventing us from truly being able to hear from God and hear the things that he wants us to do next and this is a clear example and the reason why I wanted to um, read this question is not to really talk about the husband thing but to really kind of show you what internal noise looks like so you listen to that whole episode about the prayer not being answered which had which really wasn't anything to do with me finding my husband I just used him as an example towards the end but out of everything that I said or everything that I talked about, this is the thing that you heard because this is like you say, are you really, really in all caps, really want your husband? And so what I, I challenge you to do is to switch your perspective a little bit. Take your sp- perspective out of what I want to what does God want from me? Because you even said in the beginning of the question, you said that, um, Well, towards the middle, you said all I've ever prayed and hoped for was to move to New York and find my husband and have children. Pretty simple, right? But that may be you may feel like because your requests are small that that's what God wants for you. Just because you request small doesn't mean that God wants to give you small. God, you have to sacrifice your will for God's will. God may not want to give give you your husband right now because he wants you to do some other things. God may have bigger and better for you. But because you're you're fixated on what it is that you want, it's preventing you from being able to appreciate the season that you're in. And so I would really challenge you. You said that God put it on your heart to move to New York or to live in New York since you were eight years old. I really challenge you to take a step away from asking God for your husband. Take a step away from what you want from God. And this is for anybody listening. You can insert whatever it is you want for um, the husband subject, but really take a second and, and step away from what you want and ask God, what does he want from you? What does he need from you? Anything that you put before God becomes an idol. So be, cl- so be careful that your, your desire for a husband doesn't come more important than um, more. It doesn't become more important than pleasing God. So you're kind of in a a territory right now. And I really wanted to read this for anybody who's been praying a a lot for something or your desire for something has become so big that you really do a second to, to check it and make sure it's in order. Pleasing God is number one in our lives, period. Everything else is second nature. And if everything that you're looking for has to do with finding the husband is you're you're now feeding that internal noise that separates you from what God is trying to tell you. And you're also leaving a door open for the enemy to send you the counterfeits. So because you want this husband so bad, the enemy will send you somebody that want to marry you. That's not even who God had for you. So now you in this marriage with you're in this marriage that wasn't even um, a godly marriage in the first place, or this wasn't even the person that God had for you in the first place. Now, you know, let's say you get a divorce or you have these children in this marriage that wasn't supposed to be um, what that wasn't supposed to happen. Now you have children to consider. So you got to think about making sure that you're pleasing God first so that not only does he bless you with a husband and children, but he bless you with the man that he has for you because God knows what we need when we need it and who he needs to send to give it to us. When I met my husband, I, I, I prayed for a husband because I was done with the dating games. I'm like, God, I'm tired of asking people what's their favorite color. Like, what we doing? Can you just send me the man that you have for me? 
I asked for my husband, but I also wasn't tripping on when he sent them. Like I was in no rush to get married. Me and BJ met when I was 23, 24. So around your age, um, I'll, I'll be 27 in a couple weeks. So not that long ago, but I was tired of the empty dating games. But at the same time, I was willing to wait for whomever my husband was because I grew up seeing a lot of toxic marriages so for me, marriage was something that I only wanted to do if it was the right person. You know, like I didn't want like God send me a husband and I don't I didn't care about the wedding. I told you I wanted to elope. I didn't care about the wedding. I didn't care about cute Instagram pictures. I didn't care about hashtag relationship goals. I say, God, give me somebody that I can have a healthy marriage with that I can become one with and fulfill your purpose in this earth. I don't care about nothing else. I care about pleasing you and I care about I care about not having the situation that I grew up in. I don't want to put my kids through what I went through growing up. And I was willing to wait as long as it took because I saw the worst. I saw what happens when two two people have a toxic marriage. And so for you, I want to just I, I share that so that you understand that it's important to wait for who God has for you and in the timing that he has, he has it for you. When I met BJ and it was confirmed that he was my husband, I was kind of like, okay, this is exciting, but I didn't realize the magnitude of the timing. Like the way that he has influenced my life is something I've never seen before. Like if I, you know, um, if I was to write down and even on my little list of what I wanted in a husband, it was short change compared to the husband that God sent to me. Like I can't even proper, I'm stuttering cause I can't even really properly articulate who he is to me, who BJ is to me. And I know that it was only God that knew exactly the type of man that I needed when I needed it to help elevate me into the woman that he knew I could be. And then I can in turn help elevate him and pull things out of him that he wasn't able to pull out of himself and do it in a healthy and loving way without all the foolishness, just a healthy marriage or a union of two people who God called together. Like all of that is beautiful, but only God knows who you need and in a timing that you need it and, and, and the enemy will send you counterfeit. So I, I just want to urge you again to step away from what you've been asking God for and ask God, what does he need from you in this season? And understand that there are counterfeits as well. So make sure anybody, just because he want to marry you, don't mean you need to marry him, sis. Because a lot of women are being held back by the men that they choose to be with, boyfriends, whatever you want, husbands, all of that. A lot of us are choosing the wrong men. So you really got to make sure that this the, whoever um, is sent to you in the right timing is indeed who God has for you. So we're at the 45 minute mark. So I'm going to stop here. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. And I will talk to you guys next week.